Okay, so I think I've I think I've got it recorded. Wait, I gotta get my notebook. And, nope. Oh. What? I, I gotta get a drink to it. Hold just a second. Okay. Well. Okay. Well. So I think it's going. All right. Um, Wait, do you need anything? Yeah, I probably have to go to the bathroom, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, it, you know, I'm old. Is it recording? Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, this is the... Truly Unlimited Podcast. Here we go. All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Truly Unlimited Podcast. I am Don Bruce, and I'm here with... I'm Jeff Plunkett. And we are glad for you to join with us today. Today's topic is Who is God to Others? If you go to our website, alethisresources.com, and pull off the Perspectives Question PDF, then you're able to see what we're going through. We started off the Outer Circle, Who is God? We did a second, um, second podcast talking about the attributes of God, just to pull that out. And then we went over who is God to me, and today is who is God to others. And the whole idea of our perspective questions PDF is that is is the direction in which you look at it. So if you're looking at it starting from yourself and moving out, or if you're looking at it from the viewpoint of starting with who God is and going in. And so here we go, and Jeff, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just and I just want to add a little bit to that. You know, if when we think about God, who is God, we're we're what we're trying to rely on is permanence. I mean, think about it in terms of permanence. We want to to base our lives on permanence, not things that are shifting, not things that are. And as as you always bring up, you you know, building our house on a sand, build our house on rock rather than sand. It, that's what we're trying to to help people see. That's what Scripture is. That's, that's what God has provided for us in His Word. This not just the Word itself, but Him. He is permanent. He is always permanent. And so we're basing our lives. We're attaching or tethering. I like to say we're tethering our lives to permanence rather than the temporal, the the shifting, the opinions, the this this is the this is my experience this week and that's not the same as my experience last week or last year or tomorrow or I don't even know what's happening tomorrow. We're, we're really trying to God gives us the opportunity. That is the good news that we're allowed to we're invited to join with his permanence and and attach our lives to him. And 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 just to pull that out just a little bit, the whole idea of basing everything, starting with ourself, mm. that is that foundation of sand because as much as we try to think that we have stability or permanence or set things in a certain direction, we only have so much control or really not any control over all of that. And so that is building our house on sand because everything that we believe, we're basing it on that, those shifting ideas mm -hmm. that have to do with ourself. And what we're saying is if you turn around and start with who God is, then that has that foundation of, of stone with him as the cornerstone and that solid foundation. And I truly believe that that illustration 
that Jesus gave is is perfect mm. for our perspective questions um, graphic yeah. that we have and that we're going through and it and it has everything to do with everything we do because we believe that if you can change your perspective, then it helps to change, um, helps you to understand more of, first of all, who God is and what it means to all these other questions. Absolutely. Yeah, it applies to everything. So, yeah, as you said, today is we're, we're talking about who is God to others. And this one is really, I, I find it complex. I find it complicated. And and here's why. That the the reason part of the reason why is because of all the things that it really means for us, but it's also outside of our control. This isn't within our control. You know, God is not within our control, but how we perceive God is within our control. This one, who is God to others? It's really kind of completely outside of our control. Right. It's not a. It's not something we're choosing to do, or it's something we're observing. However, we we do have have parts of this where we we are we're engaging with the perception of others in a really uh, harmful way, a difficult way. We're we're creating more complexity around this than than really what we need to in our lives, in our daily lives. And we're going to bring some of that out as we, as we talk. Um, but it's, it's, so understand that, that here's, here's, my, here's my big issue with, with uh, you know, how we perceive who is God to others. Again, it's, it's a world, it's all the people around us asking the question, who is God to me? And again, it's outside of your control, but you want it to be outside of your, or you want it to be within your control sometimes, right? Because if it's within my control, then I've got power over it. And if I've got power over it, then it's not, it's not power, it doesn't have power over me and I'm capable. Right. And one way we try to pull that into our control is we look at how we perceive God interacting with other people. And when we look at that, then we devise our own ideas of what that means about God, what that means about ourselves, what that means about everything else. And we, in doing that, coming up with our own rules and our own um, reasons why things happen, we are attempting to control the way things work in our life. Because if we see that God, the way God works with somebody else, then that could either give me my worth or not in the way we look at it, or it can tell us that, um, you know, oh, maybe if I do the same thing they did, or, you know, so we, we have all different kinds of ways that we can look at that, but it comes down to trying to control our own situation based on our perception of how he interacts with others yeah yeah that's that's really good you know in in part of that part of that story is is what you were saying before we before we came on you were talking about even even a sense of envy or jealousy or or being feeling like we're slighted because we're not getting the same thing as somebody else right right well just you know i think a lot of times the way we 
pursue this question if we're coming at it from ourselves especially of who is God to others well the first thing that we look at is well why is he allowing them to succeed Mm -hmm. and I'm not succeeding or why did someone in their family get healed and mine didn't and and so we look at it of a sense of jealousy which a lot of times in ourselves creates this idea of Um, lower worth to God, that we don't mean as much to him as somebody else. He doesn't love us as much as he does someone else. And then we can also look at it in a a flipped perspective of, okay, this person seems like they're really close to God, so if I saddle up beside them and put them on a pedestal, then that's going to allow me greater access to God rather than looking at it from a different way. I I think we can pursue our perspective of who God is to others. If we're coming from ourselves, we can look at it either way. I think our tendency is to look at it more on a jealousy side. Mm. But I think there's still the possibility to go where, you know, because our, whether we should or not, our tendency a lot of times is to put everybody on a hierarchy, Mm. hierarchy and decide, am I, I'm comparing myself to everybody. Am I more important than all those others that God is dealing with? Or am I less important Mm. than all those others that God is dealing with? And we always seem to measure it up according to what's happening. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and this goes to exactly what we've been talking about, starting with the question, who am I to myself? If you start there and then you find yourself either lacking or you find yourself in this fantasy world of I'm better than everybody else, um, then, you know, e- either way, right. you, you, it, there's no way to, to create balance there if you start with yourself, because you're either going to create this this unrealistic fantasy of, man, I am, I'm, I'm all that in a bag of chips. Do they still say that? I don't think they say that anymore. I but I, You do. Yeah, I do. I say all <laughs> kinds of things that are old and groovy and far out and totally tubular. And, you know, I, I yeah, so... So <laughs> I'm holding on to some of my heritage um, right. of, of weirdness. Um, yeah, but if you start, you know, you start there, you're either going to create this fantasy of, of you know, of I, I'm perfect or or I'm better than um, I am, you know, I'm, and I and I get it, I I, I get it. You create this, and you create this perspective of 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 invincibility, because it feels better to to see yourself as invincible. But until you're not, until you're reminded right. that you're not, and you're going to be reminded that you're not, or you create this this self perspective of man, I'm just I'm a worm. I'm I'm no good. Everybody right. else is better than me. Um, I'm empty, and, and I just need somebody to fill my emptiness. Just anybody, anybody come along and just fill my emptiness. Or we it, go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. We feel invincible, 
or then we're nothing. Yeah. And then we go back and forth and back and forth. Right. <laughs> and, and the only way that's possible, the only way either one of those are possible is if you start with the question, who am I to myself? That's the only way. But if you start with the question, and again, we, we, we get it. We're, we're, we're repeating things that we've talked about before, but you know, we, it's because it's important. If and it's you, not an easy concept to master. No. That's the thing. That's why yeah. we repeat it. Yeah, absolutely. Because because when we talk to this, talk to people about this, they kind of like, oh yeah, I do ask those questions. Uh, okay, and then, but how do I solve this problem? How do I solve this problem? How do I look? Okay, stop. <laughs> Slow down. Slow your roll. And let, <laughs> and go back to who is God. Start with the question. Start with the right perspective. Um, okay, so we've repeated that about a hundred <laughs> times. We have, we, yeah, actually, we probably have. But, um, but the 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 point being that you know we we come at this you know this question about who is God to others, and we 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 start the moment we say others, which is to, back to your point. The moment we say others, we begin this con this contrasting this comparison right. this competition we start competing the moment we we see say the word others if we start with our emptiness or our fantasy world of who I am I to myself but it, again we're asking you to, to do this we're asking you to start with who is God we've already had that conversation mm-hmm. hold on to that permanently forever and ever and ever always and always live in permanence start there stay there okay, so we're not even looking at the question of who we are right now right right yeah we're For, not even there <laughs> yeah forget that question entirely um, because you get it wrong when you start there so just stay in permanence who is God and and I just want to say it doesn't mean we're not going to get there right but we're traveling there from a different um, direction. Right, right. And so, but for today's topic, we're not even looking at that. Right, right. Because because when we get there, if we if we go in the way we're going, which we're, we, we get it, we're going very, very slow. But if we get there from the direction that we're going, we will have resource when we get there rather than emptiness when you start there. Right, right. We will have resource when we get there rather than the emptiness if you start there. If you start there, it's empty. If you get there, if you end there, it's resourced. And if you're, going back to the illustration, if you're building on sand, Mm -hmm. you can kind of build quickly because everything just is shifting and changing and you have to throw it together anyway. But it is taking us a little while to unpack this because when you're building a solid building, it does take time and you do have to make sure everything is in the right place and set accordingly and done at the right in the right order to get your solid building that's going to last and that's what we want to get to is this perspective god's perspective that's going to last in your life so that way as you go through you have a better understanding and you can live your life on permanence yeah. which is one thing we say as well yeah yeah and in in part of the unpacking the the reason why we spend so much time with this concept is because we live in a world 
that is that is all about sand. It's all about building on sand. It's all about everything changes. Yeah, and <laughs> pretending, but it's all about building on sand and pretending that it's not. It's that's what it's all about, and it and this is the world we live in. And as Christians, we struggle to live this this life of the wisdom of God because we live in a world of foolishness. We live in a world of fools. We are fools. We were fools. We often continue to act like fools because we're living in this this sand foundation world. Right with permanence that has no idea. They don't understand the permanence of God and what that even means. They don't understand the eternality of God. They they think that eternal means, man, I was in that line for an eternity to get my my <laughs> latte. That's not an eternity. That's like five minutes. That's not an eternity for crying out loud. They don't even know. They don't even understand the basic language. I, anyway, I, right. don't get me off on that. Well, I, I just want to pull out a scripture here that has to do, you know, even when I talked about when we were talking about the comparison and everything coming from the ourselves and that building on sand. Um, in James 3, verse 16, it says, For where you have envy and selfish ambition, mm. there you find disorder and every evil practice. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and that's just basically saying disorder, yeah. it's, not, it's not together. It's not going to last. Right, right. Because, yeah. Because it, it again, and, and we'll go back to this multiple times. This sand concept that Jesus gave us, you know, it, it's envy, jealousy, looking at other people, comparing yourself to others. That's always shifting. It's always shifting. It's it's unstable. It's unstable ground. It's an unstable foundation. It's impossible. Look. Currently, there are almost 8 billion people on the planet who all, with, with a shifting perspective, and it shifts daily, all the time. It's constantly shifting. And so we're, when we're trying to maintain connection to people, we're trying to, to maintain attachment and, and, and create some kind of group think with something that shifts all the time, including in our own perspective. Right. So it's... It, it's 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 not it's not even sand on the beach. It's more like a sandstorm. <laughs> exactly. Because it's just blowing about and hitting me in the face. <laughs> These sound effects have been brought to you by my mouth. My mouth is anyway. Well, and and the whole thing with that is then we can't understand why we still have so much chaos in our lives. Huh? What? You Weird. know? Yeah, we're just <laughs> confused with it when we are stirring up the sand mm. in our own life and then can't figure out where it comes from. Hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> we're getting sandblasted all day uh, yeah. long and then we're going, I don't understand why this is so... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's exfoliating. Um, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who is God to others, Jeff? <laughs> you know... It's a hard question to answer. Um, because and it's a question we ask, but it's a hard question to, to answer. And, and here's, our, here's the point here. It, it's really 
be careful that you're not trying to find your stability in the answer. Right. That's that's really ultimately the point. Mm-hmm. Is is when you go and you're trying to you're you're trying to work yourself out from you know. If, if, how do I explain my own problems? How do I explain, how do I feel my own emptiness? And I need other people to tell me who God is. You're trying to find stability through, from unstable people. Right. You're trying to find stability in this sandstorm, this of people that are, that are often confused. Um, ultimately, the answer is who is God? And then, then if you are able to if you are able to start with who is God, the the first and essential question, then now you're able to 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 view this question, who is God to others as an observer? Right. And you're able to see them and you're even able to come at this from a from an evangelistic perspective. If you if you think about it from an evangelistic perspective, most people think about evangelism as in coming coming at it from our emptiness or our brokenness or our need and and while those things are true i would not i would not dispute that at all but it's but i i think coming at it from who is god first now i bring in the resource I am bringing in resource, and so whenever I look at who is God to others, and then I see things like, oh, well, they've 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 turned God into just this Santa Claus type type you know solution to their problem, or they've turned God into well, I can just dismiss him, or I've turned him into he was some fantasy based on our our need, or you know something like that something something within their power to control we talked about that earlier right. then then suddenly i am um if if i am struggling with my own emptiness my own um lack of resource my own insufficiency my own fears then suddenly, you know, I, I feel detached from these people who are thinking some other way, or I feel, I feel, um, I feel like they're um, they're the enemy. Right. Um, but God's, you know, Jesus said, "Love your enemies." Mm-hmm. Oh, how is that possible if they if they're they're dismissing God, or they're just they're they're telling me that what I believe about God, how I perceive God based on scripture is wrong how can they how can i love them and that's definitely whether we're coming from it from ourselves mm, exactly or from that's him because if we're coming from ourselves then we're still trying to base our love for them off of our own needs wants fears desires that we talk about we're we're basing mm-hmm. it off of that and we can't figure it out we can't get it to gel of how it works. But if we're coming at that from who is God mm-hmm. and we're loving our enemies, it has nothing absolutely at all in any way to do with us. I, you, you can't see me. Don can <laughs> see me, but I am smiling so bit because one, she fixed what I was trying to say because that's exactly what I was trying to say. I just wasn't saying it very well, and she fixed that. So, so if you didn't get that, if you didn't catch all of that, rewind just a little bit, 
hear what she she said because that's exactly it. That is it. And and that comes even to a point of forgiveness. Mm. You know, when somebody if it you you hear these stories of maybe these mothers mm. that their child has been murdered mm. or you know killed in a car accident or something by someone who is completely negligent or mm. somebody that intended to hurt them yeah. and these mothers that will go to the prison and care for this person that hurt their child i mean that is very hard to understand and from a place of ourselves it seems impossible but and 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 i'm talking about forgiveness here because it's another one of those things Mm -hmm. if we're trying to achieve forgiveness from the place of ourself we can't do that either because there's always that thing of but this is what you did to me But if we can turn around and come from a point of forgiveness, starting with God, then it's based on how God sees them, what God wants, you know, from that relationship with them, taking ourselves out of it, and we can forgive coming from that way. And it doesn't have to do it's not about us yes there are choices and and just to throw this out there when you do have forgiveness especially from somebody who has greatly hurt you there are maybe different choices you make but that forgiveness isn't based on who you are it's based on who god is yeah that is that is exceptional that is really good stuff. You didn't warn me that you were going to say I didn't something know I was gonna say amazing it. today. Oh, wow. I just had no idea. <laughs> so, wow. That, that's, that's really, really good. I love that. Mm. You know, I was, I was thinking about, and I, I, I would love to add anything to that, but it doesn't need me to, so I'm not <laughs> going to. Um, I, I was thinking about when we started talking about this question, you know, who is God to others, there were several several passages, and they're all mostly referring to the same same conversation with Jesus. I'm just going to read this one, um, this version in Matthew, Matthew 16, 16, 13 is where I'll start, and it says, uh, and this is out of the NIV, by the way, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples. Who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And a couple of things that I just wanted to, to point out about that is when, when the, he, 
they asked the question, when Jesus asked the question, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Who, who do they say I am? And they, the people replied with things that were this, kind of the status quo. It was a dependence upon the status quo. So it's something we're familiar with, something that we already know, something that was, is within our understanding. So they said maybe John the Baptist, which I think is a is a weird one since John the Baptist baptized Jesus, but you know right. I don't know. <laughs> um, but and then others say Elijah. And that one kind of makes some sense. Um, some others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So some of somebody that we're familiar with, something that we we can connect to that that is the status quo. It's the st- sustaining of the status quo. Um, this is I, I find this interesting. I was watching a, a documentary, and I watch I like to watch documentaries, mostly um, anthropological type of documentaries. But this one was um, talking about um, um, Mount. What's the the mountain? Myth? Oh man, I, now I'm going to lose it. Uh, anyway, it's a giant mountain. Myth- Ah, I'm losing. I'm losing the name of it. I can I can hear it in my head. Anyway, it's this mountain that that exploded, um, erupted. This volcano that erupted in uh, Italy many many years ago. Oh, I, I I'm losing the name of this. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. But they were talking about why some of the people didn't flee this city and got covered with all of the ash and all of the rocks and all that. And, and they were explaining mm-hmm. that. And this this guy was talking about the reason why people's response to to fear and disaster and chaos and 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 he said that one of the reasons why they didn't it's likely that people don't flee sometimes sometimes you know you see people in floods and they will they will stay in their homes and and they will they'll they'll be have to be rescued from their rooftops or you know different disasters and they'll just i'm staying i'm staying here it's because of a this desire to to maintain and sustain the status quo what they're familiar with. And so it, so one of the things that you see in here is this desire for them to maintain something that's familiar with him. This is right. what we've always right. done. This is what we've known. But Peter, who was who was one of the ones who was was constantly trying to maintain the status quo, um, you know, with and but he was also he was torn between the status quo and something more something bigger something more significant and peter's the one that steps up and says you are the christ the son of the living god you are the christ something that had never ever been seen before something that has never ever been pre- now when i say never been seen jesus is represent jesus was seen in the old testament I think we've even referenced that on a previous podcast, if I remember right, um, where Jesus was seen mm-hmm. in the flesh right. in the Old Testament. Um, but here's something. This is, this is God, the living God, coming in the flesh and living among the people for 30-plus years. That had never happened before. He had been seen but not living among them. Here he's a- able to to take that on and say this is who you are 
And what that meant when he said, you are the son of the living God, it meant more than just, well, this is your title. You've, it meant you are everything that God is. Right. You are everything that God is. And so it, it's what's, here's what's fascinating is, is, and this is really the point that I want to make here, is that Peter was saying, I am going to step out of my dependence upon what the group thinks. I'm going to step out of my dependence upon others. I'm going to step out. I'm going to step away from, and I'm going to. I'm going to separate myself. I'm going to depart from what my 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 parents have said, what my family has said, what my ancestors have said, and in 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 their dependence upon the status quo, mm-hmm. upon what they're familiar with. In maintaining that, and I'm going to give full faith into who you are. I'm going to give full faith into who you are, everything that you are, everything that you are. And I don't know how to explain that. I don't know how to, how, I don't know exactly what that impact that is going to have in my life. I don't know how to come at that from, you know, it wasn't Peter in that moment. Much of Peter's story up until this point was Peter coming from from his own from resource <laughs> yes from from yeah from who he thought who he was mm-hmm. um, but now it's Peter going I am going to find my resource in you and what does Jesus say he says then um, he says and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I mean, how amazing is that? That 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 here Peter says, look, I'm just gonna you know what what other people say? I don't know. I, I'm just I'm not gonna be dependent upon that. I'm not gonna be I'm here's what I'm gonna be dependent and I'm not gonna be dependent upon one what I need. I'm not going to be dependent upon Peter. I'm not going to be dependent upon on who I, you know, my heritage or, or who I was or what I'm familiar with or or any of that. I am going to be dependent upon who you are and nothing else. In that right. moment, now there was times even after this, Peter went back to to Peter-centric living. Right. But but this was Peter saying, I'm going to be dependent upon you but even if we have relapses <laughs> yeah. like that if we are malleable and we are willing to adjust and learn and grow in who God is and we have a relapse like that but then we turn around and change I think that's why David one reason why David was considered um, a man after God's own heart in the sense I think that his closeness to God had to do with his willingness to turn around and change some things, Mm -hmm. just like the situation with Bathsheba and how um, the prophet came to David and said, here's the situation. And David didn't say, oh, no, that's not really what, oh, that's not what I meant or that's not what I, you know, and just blow it off. But he turned and repented and changed and it's 
he realized, oh, yeah, that wasn't the direction I should come from. Let me pull my perspective back to where it needs to be. And if we will do that, just like Peter did, just like others have done, then we're not expecting ourselves to be perfect, but we're still working to to look at things from the proper perspective from the proper direction and not basing it on the shifting sand of our own lives yeah yeah you are not permanent you are not reliable in yourself god is permanent god is stable god is the rock and only he is the rock we are just if we if we place it in our own strength we try to put it create it in our own strength and we say oh well i've got it together and i'll always have it together that's ridiculous that doesn't make any sense whatsoever and 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 if that's the objective and if that's the objective we tell other people hey you need to have it together and you need to always have it together that's never going to be real and then right. they're going to they're going to fail when they fail when they fall when they turn their back when they when they become like the the Israelites you know Christians my entire life have, have have you know I hear it in church oh man those Israelites how could they possibly do that you know they're they get delivered from Egypt and they're going through and then they grumble and they complain I would never do that that is so silly oh man I can't you know I can't believe we're struggling over the color of carpet yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me yeah it's it's the fantasy of 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 togetherness. It's it's the fantasy, and when I say togetherness, I don't mean unity. I mean that I've got it all together. It's that fantasy that we're capable, that we're reliable, that we're sustainable, that we're stable, and it's not real. It's mm-hmm. never real. It's never ever real. And when you when you accept that truth. That is that the truth is this. The truth is that God is always stable and we're not and we tether ourselves to him and we come back to his stability, we come back to his permanence. That's the good news. That's the truth that will set us free, not the fantasy that we have it all together that we're stable, that we're we're capable, that we we're, that's silly. That that is a lie that will keep you trapped. Right. Right. And even when we're looking at who who others are, you know, we're doing them a disservice by coming from ourselves because yes, then on. we're taking it to that point of, well, you should be this way because mm. this is how I believe. Mm. You should do this because this is how I've lived my life or failed because of my failures I'm going to tell you you should live this certain way and and even people that are close to us we we could do damage just because we are trying to define their lives based on our own mm-hmm. and tell them that their lives should be defined a certain way because we're trying to base it on our own when if we are doing our job of evangelism and Mm -hmm. care and love for others if we're coming 
at that from who God is rather than our own ideas and our own shifting sand of life, mm-hmm. if we're coming at it from God, then we can we can join with them as we've talked about, come alongside. We're not determining what they need to be or how they need to do everything. Mm-hmm. We're just coming at them from from a perspective of God created them too. Mm. Yeah. He cares about them. Yeah. I can't determine what their life the track that their life is supposed to take. I don't know what um tomorrow or the next few minutes holds for them at all. All I know, all I know is that God created them. Yep. And I know who he is so based on those things that's it and i love what you said about being an observer i don't have any reason to need to control what everybody else how they live what they do any of that because it's not coming from my place all i am i'm an observer and i can care and love them because I'm coming from who God is. Yeah, exactly. And, and, who, and here's who God is. God is observing, caring, and inviting. He is inviting them in. He's not controlling them. And so if he's not controlling them, then I am not going to control them. Right. I'm going, if he is loving them, I'm going to love them. If he's observing them and seeing them and even, 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 even grieving for them, mm-hmm. I'm going to grieve for them, and I'm going to invite them because he's inviting them. He's inviting them constantly. And I don't mean inviting them to come down and say some kind of prayer. I'm saying inviting them into permanence, relationship, consistent, always relationship with him. Not perfect behavior, but obedient, consistent relationship with him. Right. Right. That's what he's he's inviting them to. So that's what I'm going to do. So, yeah, go ahead. And it takes so much pressure off of us mm. because I, I there's so many times, I mean, daily, there's a situation that you hear somebody that they're so anxious and caught up and upset about something that someone else is doing that isn't even to them. Mm. It's mm-hmm. in a totally separate mm. concept, but it makes them so anxious and upset and they can't control that and it's frustrating when if we can come at who others are and who God is to others come at it from the perspective of God then it shouldn't create anxiety within ourselves at all we can care we can love them we can pray for them we can stand alongside in some things Mm -hmm. but we don't have any reason for it to cause our own lives to be anxious yeah yeah my yoke is easy my burden is light right yes absolutely that's good what else i don't know i don't i don't (laughs) think i have anything else i i I really thought we were going to go along on this but we didn't so we're going a little short um yeah, and and one thing I will say about about you know to sort of wrap this up that if it if it feels a little less exact, 
than some of our other conversations, it's because it is a little less exact. Because we're talking about, look, who is God to others? One, the the reality, the truth of who God is, is not within our creation. We didn't create God. Right. Okay, that's not within our creation. And how others perceive God is also not within our power. So it's not going to be an exact thing. Um, God is reliable. How people see God is not. Okay, right. it's going to be inconsistent. It's going to be all over the place. So what we're what we're saying is attach yourself to who God is, not how who others say God is. That is part of the key. We're right. we're also and then been, and understand that it's not about about trying to change them. It's about inviting them into this relationship with God. But you need to be in that relationship first. You need to be. You can't invite people into a place that you're not. So if you are in a place of, I'm just trying to. To, to solve all of my, my emptiness and my, my own problems and I'm working my way out from who am I to myself and working my way to God, that, that's not even the, the, the biblical model at all. Right. It is right. start with God. But it is the worldview model. It absolutely is. <laughs> it's the worldview model that has been superimposed into the church. Right, right. Yes. And that's why we say, it, it is something that you have to consistently think about and work on and, and pursue because we are bombarded by the worldview model mm. and the perspective of the world that I'm at the top, I'm the most important, I am everything. And that is so completely opposite from what the Bible tells us. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll just end it right there. All right, that. sounds good. All right. All right, well, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. To learn more about the Truly Unlimited podcast, Alethe's resources, No One Dismissed, a comprehensive ministry plan for addressing intense emotional pain, or our other resources, go to alethesresources.com. And Alethes is spelled A-L-E-T-H-E-S. AlethesResources.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.